You're listening to Podcast BXN, a video game podcast delivering player experience news. Let's go! Reunited, and it feels so good. What's up, guys, and welcome to Podcast PXN, episode 182. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Prindle, aka Dan is DTM on Twitter, and I am joined over Discord by the Nintendo aficionado and artist extraordinaire, Roshan Warner at Roro. Hello, hello. Hello. And the host of Large Popcorn and Video Essayist, Christian Macias, at ISO Christian. I'm going insane. <laughs> insane in the membrane. No. <laughs> nice. Insane. <laughs> and Gage, you are returning. The DMZ daddy, the Tarkov Teletubby, Gage Dempster, at Gilbo Biggins. Welcome back, sir. Good to be back. Good to be back with the boys. We're all back. We're mm. all here. Let's take our shirt offs. <laughs> Shirts off. TOS. Uh, wow. Uh, Glenn's already throwing stuff in the chat. That's dangerous. Thank you to everyone else who is watching us live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube.com slash at podcast PXN and twitch.tv slash podcast PXN as well. Guys, the topic of the show this week is a Last of Us recap for the HBO series and our thoughts on episode nine. But first, the show always starts with the PXN, not news of the week, quick bites. Let's go ahead and jump right in. Uh, First item on the quick bites, guys, is Warner Brothers has officially, okay, not officially, but reportedly delayed Suicide Squad again. So, yeah, uh, I think everyone who saw this footage was a little upset about uh, how this game looked. Uh, I'm not sure that this delay is really going to make a huge difference because it's only like a few month delay. Uh, But I don't know. It's not looking too good for Suicide Squad. A couple months, but I don't, I don't, I don't know what they're changing aside from like various polish and bug fixes. Um, yeah, that that game, that core gameplay is going to relatively stay the same, which I think for most people is going to be unfortunate because it was not exciting, not for me, and I'm, I'm, I don't know, for you guys, I'm sure, I'm guessing, probably not for you guys either. Yeah, it seemed like that was the general sentiment after that that uh, that showcase. So. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't know how much is going to be able to be fixed with uh, with this delay. Unfortunate. Unfortunate. I don't know. Isn't don't it weird? Know. Yeah. You know, like weird. when I think of Rock City, I think of like how great their like fluidity and their combat felt. And then just to go polar opposite of something that feels like almost generic looking. Yeah. What are we like? What? Sure. Like the, the cutscenes in the story, I'm sure is going to is going to probably rock. But that gameplay just I don't know. I can get that from Fortnite. Yeah. yeah, probably better. And, and Fortnite's free. Yeah, yeah. And Fortnite's free, <laughs> and it bangs. It bangs. Kind of like some other people on this podcast. Our next quick bite. <laughs> Are, some people bang on the podcast. Get it? You know, like case, all of us. Yeah, yeah like with sex. Right. <laughs> Next up on the quick fights, <laughs> Meta Meta has officially uh, announced that they are planning another ten thousand layoffs. Mark Zuckerberg announced this. Terrible. Uh, he calls this Meta's year of efficiency. 
Yeah, what a great term to uh, give to laying off 10,000 people. It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> what a nightmare. Uh, yeah. Ugh, not good. Not good. Why does it keep happening? What? Stop it. You know what else isn't good? Read Pop has announced some some of its plans uh, that there is surrounding E3, and there's still not much word on uh, in terms of uh, developer or publisher support for E3, which is very concerning. Uh, three months away from the show, E3's lineup remains unclear. Today's announcement simply said that exhibitors from AAA companies to indie darlings and tech companies will be announced leading up to the expo. Uh, they announced that E3 2023 Digital Week is set to kick off on Sunday, June 11th, and it will include online showcases like the PC Gaming Show and Future Games Show, whatever that is. ReadPop says more events and participants will be announced in the coming weeks. Xbox is also hosting a digital showcase, but it's not affiliated with E3, featuring Starfield that will take place on Ju June 11th. Uh, so yeah, uh, I guess Ubisoft is still pretty much the only one that we really, the big publishers besides the PC uh, showcase that we, uh, is no, that we know is officially going to be there. So... What are the odds there's like a blockchain corner booth somewhere oh. at E3? You know what I mean? Come check out our cool tech. Oh, God. Do we I... think that we're going to have to worry about this for much longer? Like, it seemed like this was going to be like the next battle pass thing that we can't get rid of. But it seems it seems like the past six months that the whole uh, thing is kind of dying down. I'm hoping that's the direction we're heading. Do you guys think that we're out of the woods when it comes to like the corporate hype around all these nfts and all that it's it seems that way here i feel like there's a couple of com companies like sega and square enix that seem to be double downing on it for some reason it may be that maybe that culture is a little bit more welcoming to it i, I really don't know but it, it seems like the western side seems to be at least the bigger companies seem to have slowed down a bit but i i think square enix again like said like we, we're gonna do this and everybody's like no yeah. why yeah yeah there's still a thousand percent like at, at all companies like r and d stuff like this on the mm -hmm. like we just don't hear about yeah damn insane stop it square enix stop Please. it uh next quick bite mario movies official final trailer has been shown uh of course Maybe not everyone here has seen it because they're trying to avoid it for very good reasons. Because I watched this trailer and there was a lot of a lot of stuff in here that I was like, all right, probably could have done without seeing. But the trailer itself was incredible. I thought it was amazing. Woo. Yes, the trailer was rad. I, I won't spoil anything either if, if anybody hasn't seen it. But there's a lot of cool Easter eggs in here uh, that just, you know. It's 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 a Mario movie and it's and it's doing that really well. Yes, I don't think I really care about spoilers for this, but for the sake of anybody else, I, I haven't seen it. But okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll still be there that opening weekend because why not? It looks pretty funny, you know what I mean? Yeah. Chris Chris Pratt did a good a uh, uh, good Mario impression in in this one. Actually, I was quite I was honestly surprised. He let out like pretty good like wahoo. I was like, oh, that was that was pretty good. Damn. Okay. I hope so. He's getting paid millions of dollars to do this. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> Please do a good job. God. Indeed. Indeed. 
You know who else is trying to do a, a nice job? I don't know. That was the best I got. Microsoft has signed a third 10-year Call of Duty deal that is bringing Xbox PC games and Activision games, assuming the acquisition goes through, to Boosteroid, uh, which is a cloud gaming service. And also a fourth deal today with Ubitus. Ubitus? I don't know if that's the right pronunciation. Pronunciation. Oh, Jesus. Uh, but yeah, Ubitus is a Taiwan-based cloud gaming provider that's helped uh, get Control and other games on Nintendo Switch. So it's possible that they may be a partner that they would look at to get Call of Duty to work on Switch. Um, but yeah, interesting. Obviously, this is just you know them trying to get the FTC and uh, European. Uh, forget what they're called. European European Trade Commission. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Uh, they're trying to get them to approve their deal. So obviously they're just going out. Hey, you got a cloud service. Let's put all of our games on your service so we can make it look like we want to put our games everywhere. I don't know. It's interesting. We'll see, man. Again, like I said, it's going to be months of this pull and push, push and yep. pull to and fro. Yep. Somebody Indeed. continue the metaphor. <laughs> Mm, jump and stand heaving ho <laughs> expelling and impelling it's it, it is also also going to get harder for sony to come up with reasons as to why they shouldn't do it though with everything that microsoft keeps throwing at them they just have they keep ever sounding had a good sillier. one that's true they, they <laughs> haven't but it's just going to get like sillier and sillier i feel like the last one was like pretty laughable too whatever their uh, last quote was, I remember it being pretty silly. They're going to Mission Impossible hack our versions of Call of Duty and put bugs in it or something ridiculous. <laughs> yes, it was something like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah. It's like they're going to give That's us insane. a crappy version We live of it. in a parody world. I can't believe that. They're going to give us a buggy version of Call of Duty on purpose. And somehow, I guess everyone will just think that that's fine. Uh, <laughs> Newsflash, PlayStation. Call of Duty is already buggy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh. But you know what's not going to be buggy? Minecraft, <laughs> which which is coming to Chromebook, apparently. I thought this was like just uh, almost like a troll post. But yes, Microsoft is bringing Minecraft to Chromebooks. The announcement comes as Microsoft seeks to convince regulators that it won't shut off access to games like Call of Duty or Minecraft and instead bring them to new platforms. The interesting thing here is like, Chromebooks, I don't, to my knowledge, don't run any kind of games right now. No, Chromebooks are glorified like budget tablets. Right. Yep. So mm-hmm. that's, yeah, that is interesting. I guess that um, they're, I guess, is the first game that's going to be made for Chromebook. It'll be the pocket edition from the App Store. Oh, that Remember could that be. Yeah. <laughs> that was terrible. It won't be that. Yeah. Anywho. You know what? Well, nah, forget it. Just Hitman. say the next, Let's one. Say the next story. <laughs> Hitman, Hitman is officially going on hiatus as IO Interactive has announced that they are putting it on the back burner as it focuses on the long anticipated James Bond game instead. I think this is the right move. Uh, obviously, James Bond uh, is going to probably fill in, you know, some of those gaps that Hitman is going to leave. So, uh, yeah, very, very excited for that game and yeah, interested to see it. Yeah. That's a good transition from uh, one IP to the next because there's enough overlap there, like you said, Dan, that I don't think... I, yeah, I don't think too many uh, Hitman fans are upset by this. They came, they saw, they conquered Hitman um, 1, 2, and 3 were, I think, a lot better than most people were expecting. 
Um, well, at least the first one, the 2016 reboot. And uh, yeah. I'm very excited to see what they do with, uh, with 007. So I am not sad at all. I'm just excited. I'm excited to see what they do and, uh, and how they can take everything they've learned from Hitman and bring it to a similar sort of genre. It'll be cool. Yep. This is kind of a non sequitur, but it's related. I watched the opening uh, like credits to all, like the, the Bond, Craig Bond movies recently, just because I was on a gummy and I didn't want to sleep yet. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to watch all the openings. God, some of them are so good. You know what I mean? Very good. Mm. Those Bond movies are pretty, pretty uh, freaking good. Yes, yes. Those artsy openings. That's a Christian Messias level of opening. Hmm. Yeah. You know what else they're is like, artsy? They're like, they're like, we could put <laughs> words nice. on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> oh That's God. good, bro. Thank you. That's a great oh, transition. Cause, thank you, know, you. Thank you. It's something that I would say. <laughs> I know. Ghostwire Tokyo is launching to Xbox and Game Pass on April 12th with the free Tokyo Spiders thread update. Uh, We got some info as well here for what that update is going to entail. Uh, The Spiders thread update adds more to explore and haunted streets of Tokyo, including new content, improvements, and an all-new game mode. Take on the Spiders thread mode and test your skills as well as play new quests in the main game. Capture a souvenir with enhanced photo mode. Explore the all-new middle school area. Pull out new combat moves like quick dodge or charge rush attack and so much more. Ghostwire Tokyo coming. How much more? April 12th. Lots more. So much more. Oh, lots more. They should convince me to play the uh, just the base game. <laughs> I won't do it. I won't do it. Well, it's free. <laughs> it's free in Game Pass, right? So just yeah, yeah. It's also up on PlayStation Plus right now. So there you oh. go. There are two excuses. There, there are two factors. What am I trying to say here? <laughs> two there are no excuses. Squared. There you go. And you know what else there's no excuses for? <laughs> Neil Druckmann is again teasing Naughty Dog's next game. Uh, he said officially, I know fans really want The Last of Us Part 3. I hear about it all the time. The decision has already been made. I can't say what it is. We picked the thing that we were most excited for. Uh, fascinating. Don't worry. Don't also. worry, everyone. It's The Last of Us Part 3. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's definitely not. It's definitely it definitely not. is. It See, definitely is. It absolutely is. No. Fascinatingly, yeah. me and Gage had a conversation about this in DMs with each other because I thought I said the same thing, Christian. And then I kind of thought about it for a day, and the next day I came back and I was like, you know what? I think you're right, Gage. I think it will be the Last absolutely. of Us Part Three because absolutely it is. Why do we think that? Well, because There's- if you think about it, so the next two seasons of the HBO series. They'll probably be about two years, you know, two years between releases, I would imagine, or roughly around that. So 2024 and 2026? Correct. Yes, correct. That's just what I'm guessing. Uh, Those are the years that they release, the season releases. 2025. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, they're filming. They're about to start filming season two pretty soon. Yeah. So you're right then. Your your original original thing is right. Yeah. Okay. So like. And then so 2024, 2026. So. They, I feel like they would be roughly about the same time for their next game. So if they release The Last of Us Part Three, 
that comes out and then they can move on to the next probably two seasons of the HBO series as well to continue that because you would think that it would have as much content as the second game has or that's just what I'm thinking that's what I was yeah my so my main point from the get-go is that it's franchise momentum like you want to keep you don't want to like okay so Naughty Dog is a triple-a studio we know they take at least four to six years on whatever game like the last of us part two came out in 2020 and we're now at 2020 we're going into 2024 it's 2023 and we haven't even heard of their next game because we, we all know it's not coming out until at least 2025 if not 2026 so in my mind it's it's it would be very silly to release say their let's say hypothetically medieval uh, game in 2026 that's the that's the game that the core studio is working on and then now you're going to start developing uh last of us part three or you handed off your bread and butter to a small subset of the team that's working on it while neil works on it like it just doesn't the more i sit down and think about this the more it doesn't make sense like they are absolutely working on part three and it, all the times he's been specifically asked about it he's given his famous neil Druckmann, oh i don't think that's what we need to do right now like nobody said no they're absolutely working on it it's it I, I would put money on it. This is the next game that's coming out. No, no question. Twenty twenty five. Twenty six. Put money on it then. Let's put do it right now. Then. Let's and do then, it right now. Me. Okay. What do you want? I don't oh, think wait, that's sorry. how Naughty Dog oh, wait, works. No, hold on. Like, <laughs> no, they they've op- always operated on what gets the studio excited, and I think yeah. uh, there's an equal argument to be made that like they've worked on the Last of Us universe for so long. They've been doing factions for so long. They haven't even started writing this until this year. He's open about like the writing team that's been organized, whether or not that's TV related, you know, it, it probably is. Okay, However, they also don't tell the, the new, truth a lot. <laughs> Let's be the honest. The new IP like, has been in pre-pro for a long time. Like that, that thing is probably ready to go. And they, I, I would argue that whatever the studio is excited about is new IP with the new hardware going in a different direction, and then having that second studio getting ready for when they're done writing to Lou Part 3, whatever it ends up being, they can then shift over that team into the next game. Mm. Now, we know that they've been working on something. Here's the only thing, here's my, here would be my counterpoint to that, is if you look at the timeline of the rumors and the leaks of knowing that Naughty Dog's working on something, and then the announce, and then the, when they announce that Last of Us Factions 2 would be its own thing. I don't know if there's crossover there. Like, I, swim, I, I don't know. I, I, like I said, I, I am quite confident that Last of Us Part 3 is the next main game coming from Naughty Dog. Obviously not including the uh, Factions multiplayer game, which we know that they're not working on, because that's been explicitly said that Neil is not working on it. Well, and you can also see who's working on it. There's people that are in those roles, so... It could, I, uh, be the, it, it could be the next game. I just don't think if it is, the reason is because of franchise momentum and making sure it lines up with the, this next mm. season. I just don't think that's how Neil and that team works. And if they wanted to make the last of us part of it's because it's it's what they're excited about. Mm. And I and I'm not sure if they are excited to make that right right now. I think I, I'm on Christian's side with uh with this one. But um yeah, in the same interview, he was like um we're we're kind of the lucky studios who gets to do whatever the fuck we want like sony just lets us do whatever we want and we put out stuff that we want to make i know not everybody has that privilege is what he said and then i feel like if you wanted to make the last of us part three i i don't know i think he would sit on that a little bit a little bit longer before putting it Mm. out but um Mm. i could be wrong i i don't i don't necessarily disagree with you in terms of i so i think last of us part three is their next game but i'm not I, I think it is the game that they want to make. So right. this is kind of like a chicken and egg thing where it's like, 
franchise momentum, I think, is absolutely a part of it. But I think it's, I don't know. I, I think a lot of these things are planned out years in advance. And I am taking the fact that the HBO... Like, I don't think it's as linear as you guys are talking about. Like, I think the fact that the HBO show was put into production and they started working on it, even though they had been talking about it for, like, three years prior, is a sign of them probably already starting on Last of Us Part 3. Like, I don't, I don't think it's as linear as, like, oh, The Last of Us show is out now, so now you need to make Part mm-hmm. 3. I think it's like, no, they had finished Part 2, they were working on factions, maybe Neil got super excited, so then they, then Sony, between discussions between Sony and... Naughty Dog is like, okay, you guys are making a push for The Last of Us. Now's the time to do the show. So for me, I just see everything lining up that way. But you guys totally could be right. Agree to disagree. I think Last of Us Part 3 will be will be coming out no later than 2026. I, you know what? I hope you're right, honestly. <laughs> well, Dan's, Dan's trying to get in a word. Let yeah. me. No, you're good. Let me, let me play devil's advocate for a second. I'm not quite as uh, deep. In- white people love saying this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not quite deep into. Uh, it's true. Oh my god, we do. I'm not quite. I'm not quite as deep into thinking the Last of Us Part Three is their next game as Gage. I think that that's what I'm leaning towards because obviously I switched my opinion in 24 right. hours after you talked. Well, you're. We know that you're but, a flip flop. You're no, famous flip flop. Nice, not a flip nice. Got him. <laughs> but I think it's fascinating because. I do think that they initially started working on their new IP after The Last of Us Part Two, but my question would be, mm. in the in the moment of Neil working on the HBO series of The Last of Us with Craig Mazin and having those conversations, I'm wondering if Neil had his mind changed and said, okay, at this point, we've already got this new IP started, but it's still early. Like, but this is really exciting me. Like, I've got a lot of new ideas for The Last of Us, and Craig's given me these great ideas, and, like, I could turn this into another game and, like, capitalize on this momentum that we have. And that might be what excited him, and they start working on The Last of Us Part 3, you know, at that time. Right. I think everything you're saying is an argument to be made in the opposite direction because he's going to be just as hands-on for uh, season two. And that is being split up into multiple seasons, which means he's going to be having to spend time away from Naughty Dog. That's fair. And if he's spending time away from Naughty Dog, he does not have the time to be on hands with creating part three because he he wrote part two as like with, with Hadley Gross. And if that writing team has expanded, then they can maybe they can help direct, sure. Uh, but I think he would want to be on hands with the direction of all, all these scenes personally. That's fair. So I think him as co-president, being hands-on with HBO and Craig, uh, allows, uh, I think Evan Wells is the other co-president, Naughty Dog, to then ship, help ship, direct the, the ship of their new IP while Neil helps out with HBO. You know what's funny is that it's funny that we took two different things away from that, because while Dan was talking, I actually thought that strengthened the argument um, on Dan and I's end, where it's like, not only is there franchise momentum, which may or may not be a thing, but we're all we all work in content creation. We all have YouTube channels. There is such thing as creative momentum. Like if you're working on a short mm. story, like to put that down, come up with a whole new thing, and then come back to that. I don't know if that's what they'd want to like. It's hard for me to 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 see everything that's happening here. Neil talk about HBO and The Last of Us and the show and working on it. It's hard for me to think that Last of Us Part Three isn't the thing that they're most excited about right now. In terms of in a, in a headspace and getting in creating lore and, and writing, it's really hard to meet for me to, to see them 
putting down this story, working for five, like making his main focus the new IP, and then coming back to the last. Like I don't see that in, in my mind. But in, in the same breath, there's also burnout too, where he's been true. doing very true of all this time. I love you, bro. Now it's That's time true. to do something else. But yeah, I, I think we're on like. It's like it's just a back and forth, like ping yeah. pong with this one for sure. Anything could happen. Ping and pong, uh, yes. Ping and pong, yeah. Play devil's advocate, man. <laughs> both both <laughs> conversations very valid. I'm excited to see what happens. Come here. <laughs> what is our? Sh- oh, sorry, bro. No, I'm just I'm just so happy that there is a future someday that there is a part three, like eventually. I'm just so excited to play that game whenever that comes. 2026. Yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. And I can finally put my part two, you know, criticisms away. And move, oh, move. what if it's more controversial? What if they kill oh, Ellie in the first three oh, seconds? What if, Ellie gets, what if <laughs> no. Ellie gets beaten to death with a waffle bat? Yeah, by, by, bat. A, by a brand new character five minutes into part three. Yeah. Good lord. Uh, Lev? Love just comes up and shanks Ellie in the very beginning of the game. Oh my gosh. I play as love. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, all right. Jumping into our street meet. Let's try not to get hit by a car and turn into street meet. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why that was a good transition. Grand Theft Auto 6 has gotten some leaked screenshots that shows us a proper night scene in the open world with a moan here whoever put this in here that was me <laughs> okay gage uh yeah this uh this screenshot looks um it's not a blue filter it's looks, good yeah it's it looks, very good yeah the secondary characters are obviously like stand-in or whatever but the main character For sure. looks good they look yeah. like action figures if you look at their knees like their yeah. joints they're straight up like action figures yeah but uh, like in terms, if that's the lighting art style that they're going for, that looks absolutely awesome. Yeah, this might be the first game that we like. Imagine the headlights, like you're driving out in the boonies. Like that's that would be great because Whoa. very few, very few games have been able to give us a proper dark, high contrast night. A lot of the times, it's just like I said, blue filter, right? So, mm-hmm. looks good. Also, this screenshot, like I'm looking at this, and I'm like, I feel like this game is closer than people think. Like. This, like, as you said, the people to the to the left, like, the NPCs are obviously not done, but, like, looking at, like, how it's not a gray box test, and, like, if you look to the right with of the chain look fence, they have, like, litter on the ground and stuff placed. Like, this kind of looks like something that you'd see, like, in a game that's, like, a year or two out. What you don't see is behind the camera gauge. It's all just white space. That's true. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's how it works in real life, though. If you close your eyes, the world doesn't render. Oh, shit. We fall yeah. through the world matrix our next street meet item christian added live here ps5 pro and slim rumors which i did i have yes sir yeah uh this came from tom anderson on insider gaming uh the article was posted yesterday on pi day uh exclusive ps5 pro in development could release late 2024 i don't know if this is 100 percent accurate i think like uh, I think it was Jeff Grubb who was talking uh, on the Twitter thread talking about how like the jump from PS4 to PS4 Pro, why that was so enticing is that like 4K TVs became more affordable and having 4K on the box of like a console was enticing. Like what is going to be the jump between PS5 and PS5 Pro ray tracing? Like no, better, be. like 
you know, more uh, like just stable frame rates like, or higher frame rates, like that doesn't sell as, as high. So a slim would maybe make more sense was some of the case going on. Also, like, think about how many next gen games we've gotten across the board between Xbox and PlayStation. Like, it still seems like it we're st still feels early in the life cycle, even though we're already like, what, three years in going on maybe four at the end of this year. Right, right, right. But it still feels like it. we're like at the beginning of the cycle, like, and, and this has everything to do with how games work now and how much longer they take you know the bloat happening well but. and even just the climate and entertainment right in terms of inflation and all mm. this stuff and like it, it feels yeah. i think it feels like we're earlier in the life cycle than we actually are because we've also been hit by a pandemic uh spending has been down so uh, you know when you think of the 360 era or even the xbox one era i mean those first three years games are coming out people wanted to spend money on games we were playing a lot of games so those those years kind of flew by and by the time we got the xbox uh one x is what it's called phil we had a we got a talk okay <laughs> but i'm gonna put a pin in that the xbox by the time the xbox one x came out and like you said we were able to put 4k on that box and yeah it felt like cool we've gotten our money's worth of the original but now it's kind of like i don't know it feels like everything's been on pause for the last for the first you know year of the of this generation so i don't know i don't think it's earned but the so here, so so my point is, mm. I don't, I don't think Sony, I don't think the PS5 Pro is the right call, but mm. I probably believe this. I mean, Tom Henderson's had pretty good sources. I don't know if there's been a major story that he's broke that's turned out to be false. Um, so I, he's heard through the pipeline that there's a PS5 Pro in development. There probably is. Whether or not that should or should not be released, or it's too early. I think. I mean, we're all probably on the same page that it's a little too early. I think. But I don't think Sony, I mean, again, businesses don't think the same as we do, right? So Yeah, I was going to say, like, I have no doubt that it is in development because they have to, because right. just in case competitors have something else uh, that they want to put on SKU, Sony right. will be ready to respond. Whether or not they actually release it, you know, or, or that strategy or when um, is right. entirely just like up in the air. So I'm with you there. Yeah. I think the other thing is, is like, what's the price going to look like? Because PS4 Pro launched at the same price as PS4, right? $400. Right, right, right. So. Well, I mean, mm. not, not to not to bring it back to Christian, but like the good point is like, what is the advertisement? What's the sell? Because we've already made the switch from hard drive to SSD, which is a huge leap for console gamers. Like, oh, as, sure, yes. as you know, I mean, um, I know you guys have have PCs too, but I mean, if somebody like a, a lot of my friends are just console players, they know anything about PCs, and they all noticed immediately, right? That was one of the big selling points going into this generation. SSDs, you will feel the difference. Um, Xbox, I mean, even PlayStation has the you can shut down the console and resume your game, which is kind of wizardry that you can't. I mean, and then Xbox has got quick resume; you can do that with three games at a time. Again, also wizardry. So I just don't know what the selling point of this mid. Like, what is Sony going to prop this up as? 8K? Nobody has 8K. Nobody wants Nobody 8K, has, yeah. really. Um, 8K is really only a thing for content creators. Like, like people making, like, graphic design or, like, you know... Like, it's not even really a thing that anybody wants in gaming. Nobody's going to take... Oh, sure, I'll have 8K 30fps <laughs> over 4K 120, please. Like, nobody's, nobody's saying that. So, I don't know. Like, what do we think is going to be on the box? What's the reason to buy a PS5 Pro? There is none. Is my There's, <laughs> there is none. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I simply, I simply wouldn't. I mean, it could. I'd, I'd simply abstain. It could be higher frame rates though, because there are games now that still struggle to even get 
60 frames per second. Like there's there's still AAA games that release that aren't 60 frames per second on this gen. So like I could possibly see them marketing it as that like something more stable frame rate wise. Um or like instead no. of instead of dynamic resolution like it's right. now like right so you're totally right. I could see them pitching that but it's like it doesn't fuck. translate. Like nowadays it doesn't translate, but yeah. one, I don't think it translates because nowadays I think a lot of the problem is like poor optimization, poor optimization on dev side. You know what I mean? Like these, these are very powerful consoles. So I think you're right. I, I think you're right. That is what they'll tout as like the reason to get it. But like even that is not a, it's not a fix all because it's like okay, but a lot of these games that don't run at proper sixty on console, if they released a year later, they probably would. You know what I mean? Like, I would, yeah. I would get the ick personally. You're gonna ask me to spend five hundred extra more dollars? I just bought this damn thing. <laughs> People and can they just buy it in stores today. And well, they just wow, released the VR2 for another huge price tag. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's not going to be good yeah. optics. I don't understand what Sony's no. doing. Well, and we're going to recession? No, nah, get out of here. To that, yeah. to that point, though, they released the PS4 Pro only three years after it came out. So after right, PS4 but there was a bigger out. reason for it, right? Agreed. Like, like you said, the, the 4K. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed, but the price point, you know, it's still the same price. True. I, I don't know. I yeah, if I didn't have one, maybe I'd consider getting a Pro, but I already right. have a PS5. Absolutely. And Get me the thing, detachable right? disk drive first, and then we'll talk. Yeah, when is It'll that coming? Whole... I thought that was, like, pretty soon. <laughs> and, and you know what's funny is that Tom actually, uh, I don't know if it was in, I don't know if it was in his original article about the diskless uh, accessory or if it was in an update, but apparently it's looking like it's not going to be compatible with the current generation of PS5, which is also I'm fucking going hilarious. To kill myself. I'm right? Going to kill myself. <laughs> that is ridiculous. This is Jim Ryan's Sony. Like, I, I'm pretty sure one of my first episodes on the podcast, we were talking about, like, you know, these things take years to adjust. And, like, a lot of the games that came out uh, in 2019, 2020, they still would have been approved, like, in Sean Layden's kind of era mm-hmm. of PS5. So it's like, now that we're, like, three, four years in, like, this is what Jim Ryan's PlayStation looks like. It's fucking, it's getting a little bit silly. In my opinion, get a little silly, get a little goofy, yeah. get a little goofy, little silly, little silly, goofy guys. <laughs> Getting real God. silly and goofy, like Capcom's spotlight recap for March 9th in our PXN News of the Week. I should have put the the Neil Druckmann thing in here because I'm not sure we're going to even really have much to talk about in this. But you know, here we go. Uh, we've got some Capcom news, guys, which. I did not watch this event to be transparent because I was like, I, I don't think there's going to be anything there for me. And I'm purposely avoiding Resident Evil stuff at this point. Right. Um, but we got some announcements. So I don't know if you guys care about any of these, if you want to highlight any in particular, or I could just blast through. You could skip the story altogether, Dan. Oh, Dan blast through it, Daniel. Blast Shit. through it. Exo Primal, that's going to be gone by the like a year after it launches. Let's be real. I'm Let's totally playing that game, by the way. Exo Primal? Isn't it like a Musou sort of like Earth Defense Force type game? It's like, yeah, sort of. It's like a hacking slash multiplayer PvE. It's multiplayer? I think so. Ro, I'm going to play Exo Primal with you. I'm 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 telling you. No, we're going to play Sons of the Forest first. We can do that now. I can do that anytime. (laughs) I'm literally always open, except for when I'm not. And they did True. announce Exo Primal is coming to Game Pass day one. Exactly. So. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. There is a reason. There is there a reason. reason. Yeah. Uh, we got to look at Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection. I don't sure. Uh, <laughs> we got another look at Street Fighter Six. Woo! All right. Woo! Yeah. They revealed a new uh, cast cast commentator person. Oh. Yeah. 
do commentator. Like a real person or a character that comes? They have like live commentary for the fights and they have a bunch of voices that you could choose from and they revealed another. And it's a real person, yeah. Like a like a celebrity. Yeah. Oh, it's a hold on, oh. I scroll down. There's something I like. Oh yeah. Chris, there's something Christian likes. Is it the digital theme park called Capcom Town <laughs> celebrating the company's fortieth anniversary? That's <laughs> uh, not that. We already talked about Exoprimal, so I won't dive into that again we got a new trailer for ghost trick phantom detective which launches oh, this yeah. june 30 this could be cool Ooh. by the way yeah okay okay i'm i'm, I'm not, i don't know if i'm into this but it'll be entirely for me but like my interest was peaked okay you heard it here first christian his interest oh, might well, be peaked <laughs> i'm always peaked <laughs> yeah uh we got uh, Monster Hunter Rise's expansion, Sunbreak, which got its moment in the spotlight. It's due out April 28th. Interesting. I think right, we may have found <laughs> Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Whoa! Are you kidding me? Dan, say it. What? The thing, the thing. Capcom T's <laughs> upcoming CG movie, Resident Evil Death Island, due out this summer. What's Wait, thing? was that Joe the thing? Joe Valentine looks crazy good in this. Crazy good. She looks yeah, really she good. Does. She looks, and apparently she's meeting uh, what's his face for the first time. It's their first Leon. time. Leon, yeah, they're crossing paths for the first time. Apparently, oh, no, is it Leon? Cool. I think so. I think Leon's in it. It's either Leon or it's Chris Redfield. Chris, yeah, pretty sure it's. I think I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> I shouldn't be uh, the one to confirm this information as I have not played <laughs> any of them to completion. Be. It's a don't be so reckless with your information. <laughs> is it based on RE three? Uh, it's, it's uh, uh, yeah. is this the animated movie you guys are talking about? Yes. yes. Okay, they have as much to do with the games as like the Angel the not Angelia Jolie. What's the other one? Mila uh, Jovovich. Mia Jogovich. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're I don't think they're related to the, like it's it's Yeah, they're whatever. It they does do whatever. it does use her Resident Evil 3 remake look in this. Yes. That's why it looks so good. That's yeah. why I had an so ex-girlfriend that was obsessed with these movies and made me watch them and they're really bad. Well, I mean, I don't like them. They're I mean, or whatever, but no, they have, they're, they're, let me tell you, not very good. Let me tell you, they have nothing to do with the game. They are fucking out there, out there, out there, out there. So, if somebody is looking at this thinking that they should watch this because Resident Evil Four is coming out, let me just tell you, you do not. <laughs> you can stay far away. You don't have to. And then finally, the big finish. We got some more Resident there... Evil Four remake footage, as well as the announcement of the Chainsaw demo, which. People might have played this. Yeah, and that leaked before end too. The yes, demo did. announcement. Did. Yeah. Indeed. Okay. So, moving into uh. our fantasy draft check-in, guys. We have some upcoming releases to just you know highlight real quick. We 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 don't have any new games that release that got scored. So, uh, upcoming games: Resident Evil Four Remake coming March twenty fourth, next Friday. For me, let's go. And then Forza Horizon 5 Rally Adventure coming out shortly after that. So uh, we may get Resident Evil 4 Remake reviews next week, hopefully. Knock on wood. We also got... I'll be too too busy watching John Wick 4. Okay, all right. What are the odds they made four of these movies and they all turned out to be good? What are the odds? (laughs) That's crazy. Well, they are good. No, I know. 
I, I saw the first movie came out. I remember seeing the trailer thinking, this is going to be dumb, but I'll go watch it. And then it's an actually good movie. And then the chances of it being a bad movie increases with every sequel. And it has, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, what are the odds? People, you know what I mean? People are lauding for as one of the best action movies ever made. Wow. That's I'm crazy. Pumped. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. But that's crazy to me. I would have never guessed. I would have mm. never guessed it. Mm. Sorry, Dan. I derailed. No, you're good. We have a bunch of April games on the way, but we'll wait to get over those till April, you know? So. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. Let's move into what you got for me. Uh, just more Halo Infinite. I played a little bit more co-op campaign with Glenn. He requested we played up one more mission, I think. Um, and then Season 3, I've been playing the heck out of. Uh, there's a new mode that came out yesterday, actually, uh, called Fiesta Big Team Battle, which is really cool because it has the campaign variants of weapons. So, like, they have their weapons that have different, like, uh, abilities and attributes to them that they're putting into this, as well as the equipment that is in the campaign as well that is, like, the upgradable equipment, like, with shock grapple shots and so all of that is randomized in fiesta as well so fiesta is just random weapons and random equipment so they're throwing that in as well so i think that's really cool um but i also played resident evil 4 demo which is fantastic fantastic it's really good um the only complaint i have is it feels a little stiff for me on controller, and it might just be something with that engine. That's Resident Evil. Yes, exactly. That's what I was going to say. It just it feels like a little bit, you know, it needs. I told Gage, I think I was talking to him about it. I was like, it needs to have the ability to uh, turn down the uh, dead zones on the sticks because I'm so used to playing with almost no dead zone that when I play Resident Evil, it's really hard because it's like like you have to like move the stick pretty far over for it to start receiving input. Um, so that's my only complaint, but overall, very good. Very much enjoyed it, and that chainsaw scene, woo, it still hits. Still hits. Yeah, I tried, I tried very hard not to play it because like I can wait two weeks for me to, to wait until the game releases because I'm pretty sure I'm going to buy it when it releases. Yeah. Uh, right. and, th and then one night, you know, so it goes for me. I had a gummy, and I'm like, finished what I was doing, and I was like, well, it's still a bit too early for me to go to sleep. Oh, this demo is like only like 16 gigs? Dude, download it in like five minutes. Easy. No problem. And I played it, and I was, I was very happy. I was like, oh, man, this, this is like familiar and yet refreshing enough, like a nice little spin on it, like where it's like, huh, like th this is starting different. And like, all right, we'll see how it plays when we get to like the that you know famous uh, opening section. And I felt tense in a way I like I didn't when I played you know original RE4. Again, that has to do with like the stiffness, but it still felt like a modern controls and the addition of having that crouch mechanic was cool. The lighting was fantastic. The being able to parry uh, enemy attacks. Go ahead. Were you playing on uh, controller or mouse and keyboard? Just for the. Oh, I downloaded on, on console, so I played. I played controller, yeah. And uh, I don't know, man. Like, it felt like there was a lot more enemies compared as compared to the original RE4. Yes. So much so that, like, I was like being way more overrun, and like, I couldn't just hide, camp out, like, on the rooftops. <laughs> I had to like run around and actually like engage with the enemies, and like, it was awesome. I, I felt really tense, and I, it makes me excited to see how the rest of the game is going to play out because there are some some hugely intense moments later on. Right. 
I, I, I want to give kudos to uh, Capcom for specifically the Resident Evil team, because, like, small changes like that, like, just you saying that, when I was playing Resident Evil 2 Remake, I kind of felt like that on a, on a smaller scale, but I like how, the, as they make these remakes more fluid, like we're talking about, it's still stiff, yes, it's still Resident Evil, but obviously compared to the old games, Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 4 Remake, they play way much, way more fluid, way faster than the old ones. Um, so I like that they're adding more combat to that. I haven't jumped into the Resident Evil 4 demo yet, but just hearing you guys say that there's more enemies and you actually have to feel like, okay, if I start going guns blazing, I'm going to get overrun. Like, I like that. I like that they're not just improving the mechanics of the game and then also keeping it the exact same. It's like, okay, well, if our if our player is now more, you know, uh, uh, adept at combat, we should, you know, alter the game around that. So I like that. I like hearing stuff like that where they add more enemies or they add sort of tension into it after the fact. That's cool. I'll say that the the VR version of this game was really cool and it changed the gameplay in that like your inventory was on your body. So it made like the gameplay like that much more. I mean, immersive feels wrong. I mean, it's the right word, but it just feels co kind of corny to say. But it, right. it's much more present and in the moment when you're having to like just like reach over to grab different parts of your inventory. And it puts you like in that moment. Uh, and this did something similar where it's like. I don't have to switch to my knife. I can just like tap a button when someone is attacking me and like I do a quick like parry and if I time right. it wrong I'll, I'll get like stabbed and some of my, my health goes away but it, it, it felt like a much more present experience and something that I don't know modernized really works and I was like very pleasantly surprised so I'm pumped now all of a sudden I'm pumped hell yeah well Christian what else have you been playing since you you've been playing before I need to be in cozy mode and I have been jumping back into Animal Crossing. Oh, hell God yeah. help me. Wow. But I, yeah, I've been just like reorganizing some furniture. I did uh, get one of those Treasure Island codes. And so I went over and I was like, wow, there are like almost every single item in the game available to me right now that I can just grab. And it was like, I took a few items home. They changed the code. I couldn't get back in, but whatever, you know, like I just decorated a few things in my bedroom. And I was like, yeah, this is nice. Changed my outfit in the game. Oh, got some Hello Kitty merch in the, uh, Animal Crossing. Nice. Not specifically Hello Kitty, but like, you know, Cinema Roll and Pom Pom Purin and the rest of the Sanrio characters. I digress. The most important thing is that I have been squabbling in Fortnite, whatever chapter, season two. And I finally, I found, I'm finally going to say this. This game is good. Somebody okay. tweeted out, like, this game is actually a movement game. And that is when it hit me. Whoever tweeted this, you are 100% right, and that's ex exactly why I love it. Because I'm getting the Titanfall itch every single time that I'm playing. Because I am jumping, sliding, and now grinding around the map. And, like, <laughs> in ways that I really missed. Gage uh, shared something in the DMs about, like, the cancelled Titanfall 3 project. And... All these changes to Fortnite is is entirely what I was missing from Titanfall. I'm having so much fun, and we'll be continuing to have so much fun. I bought the Battle really? Pass, man. I spent money on this game. <laughs> Fuck, eh? <laughs> on some anime it's good. characters. Right? Do they still it's have? Good. Is do they still have no build mode as like a permanent feature? That's the only thing I play. I will not okay. be building oh, in this game. Okay, okay. So um, I might have to. I might have to redownload that. See, you guys it. are on the wrong team. If you guys were saying, "Yeah, well, let's do the build mode," I'd be all down. I'd be like, "Yeah, let's get back in." But you guys go play by yourself, man. You guys suck <laughs> at building, so you can't freaking do it. 
This because don't I don't want to build a three-story colonial. Yeah. I want to get into a gunfight. <laughs> you exactly. do. That's the whole fun of it. You build to protect yourself. That's the whole fun of it. Go watch nah, HGTV we- if you want to fucking look at home decor. <laughs> like, I don't want to... Nice. Got him. Jesus. All right, Ro, do help me out here. What you got for me? I can't help you out because I've also been playing Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> build mode? Yes. Build mode? No. Not build mode. No. 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 But I can pick you team up, dude. I, have, I, I can piggyback off of what Christian was saying, and it Wait, does. Before like I ju- the, I'm oh, gonna yeah. jump in real quick. Yeah. I have to just leave the mic real quick. Uh, so okay. I haven't been playing anything. I played season Halo season three with Dan. Rashan, take it away. I will be right back. Okay. Uh, I'm excited. Um. Yeah, the movement in that game feels so good. Like I haven't played in a, in a while. I think I skipped like maybe a season or two. So when I came back and I beat this, I was like, "Why is my character running so fucking cool right now? <laughs> like, what the hell's going on?" And then I did the slide, and then yeah, like Christian was saying, with the grinding in this the new city is like, yeah, the movement feels really good. And I I I haven't won a game this season yet, but I've gotten really close. I'm just like, okay, one more game, one more game. I could do it. I could do it this time. But um, yeah, it's 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 a blast, and and I I. I've always thought that Fortnite is good, but I, I think it's it just keeps getting better with each season yeah. where they keep adding more stuff to it and making good changes with the weapons and stuff. Um I'm I'm just glad that it's always there to come back to. Like it's just a game I could hop into if I'm if I feel the urge. And usually when I do come back to it, it's like wow, this game has changed for the better since I last played. And maybe I should stick around a little bit longer this time. I said this like last week. I'm sorry that I'm a Fortnite guy now. But like again. <laughs> They change this game every week. I don't understand. In two weeks, this game is going to be different because they add Aaron Yeager, and with Aaron Yeager, they add the uh, right. OEM gear. Like that's, that's coming. What? It's insane. I can't, and there's there's a new weapon this season, like a, a like a katana sword that uh, it's I guess oh, it's yeah. kind, of, kind of replacing the the, the Deku smash. But uh, that's fun to use on people too when you get like the charge and time it just right. And- you can use it for traversal, which is what I use it for. Right, like with the hammer. The, it's yeah, replacing the like hammer. The hammer. Actually, yeah. Dude, uh. oh my god, this game. <laughs> I, I've been texting my, my buddy who like I went to grad school with, and we're like, bro, is Fortnite fun? <laughs> Wait a second. What's going on here? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, Fortnite's fun. The only other game that I've been playing is uh, Lightfall, Destiny Lightfall as well. Um, and I think this expansion has done the opposite to what it usually does to co- the community, where it's... Uh, Usually we're hyped on it the first week, and the second week we get a little bit see the see some of the scars. It's kind of the flip where it was like we were really disappointed with the campaign, but as the season goes on, we're like well, okay, this story for the season is really good. Strand is actually really good once you get the build down, like the new subclass. The weapons are fun. Um, the raid dropped last week. People really liked it. It was a lot easier than than most, so people were a little upset about that. But this, in the same breath, it's more accessible to new players and lapsed players as well. Um, so there's just two sides to that that coin. But yeah, uh, I think the sentiment around Lightfall has slowly been becoming a little bit more positive. But still, the the initial sour from that awful campaign is is still looming over the community, though. But uh, all in all, it's it's a it's a it's a it's an okay expansion. I got a five from IGN today. Their final or six, sorry, from their final review. Um, and I honestly don't necessarily disagree with that, but I, I will say that it 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 has uh, aged well or aged better than I expected. Hmm. Fascinating. 
fascinating. I think your comments about accessibility for Destiny really applies to Fortnite as well because they made the no build mode for you know yeah. to access more people because obviously you access more people. Obviously, you guys wouldn't be playing it if they didn't have that mode. Obviously, I'm not the mm. target <laughs> demographic for that. I mean, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's cool. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right, maybe we gotta all team up in Fortnite, even if it's no build. Uh, maybe I'll dude. Yes. Oh. I've lost maybe like two games, and the rest I've won every single one. Yes. Wow! Take me to the top. I got you. <laughs> I got you. Interesting. Okay. Oh, mm-hmm. oh. has returned Gage just in time. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. Perfect timing for what? For us to join the topic of the show, The Last of Us timeout. This is our last Tilu timeout. Look for the light. Episode yeah. nine. Let's do this, guys. The Last of Us episode nine premiere had 8.2 million viewers. Insane. Uh, it's a 3.5 million increase over episode one's 4.7 million viewers. Uh, it showed growth near across nearly every single week of its nine episode run. Really good stuff there. Uh, also, we got word Almost that... Almost unheard of in the TV world. Sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. Uh, the Last of Us Season 1 is also getting a Blu-ray and 4K Blu-ray released this summer with a uh? steelbook. Uh, so that's really exciting. Oh. That oh. steelbook looks amazing, by the way. I don't know if you guys saw that. Uh, yeah. There's actually like an actual, I, th- I think, an artist did like an actual spray paint on a wall of this art oh. uh, in lead up, lead up to the premiere. I th- I'm pretty sure that's that's right. I, I, I'll see if I can find it. Heck yeah! What they're still they're still making DVDs. It's <laughs> releasing on DVD as well. Yes. Who's buying this on DVD for forty dollars? That's insane. Apparently, enough people. Whew. Listen, not everyone's a coastal elite like you, Dan. Forty dollars <laughs> for a DVD? It's only five dollars more for Blu-ray. Not to mention, it'll probably be on sale for significantly less. <laughs> like. Well, right you call away. him a coastal elite. Like he, he is in like the middle. Like he isn't in the middle of Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> like he isn't miles, thousands of miles from the shore. <laughs> I wouldn't say thousands of miles. That might whatever. Be however much. many eagles yeah. of fucking measurement you guys use. Yeah, hundreds. Yeah, be more like in the hundreds. Yeah. All right. Well. Uh, but anyways. That gets out our news stories that I wanted to talk about. But let's jump into a little bit of conversation about episode nine. What did you guys think about episode nine? Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. All right, <laughs> end it. Ended good. it. It was pretty good. That was it. Cut it. Cut it. That's it. That's Cut the it. show. <laughs> um. Okay. I, I guess I'll start it off. Uh. Pretty good. I. I really, uh, <laughs> I really liked it. Um, I, uh, you know, it's funny when you correctly guess something, it almost isn't as fun. You know what I mean? <laughs> like we talked about it in private a couple weeks ago. I had, I had a, a guess as to what was going to happen with Ellie. And that ended up, we ended up seeing that in this episode. And I was kind of like, that's, it's pretty cool, but it's almost like, damn, if I thought of that, you guys probably could have thought of something better. <laughs> 
<laughs> is my takeaway. I thought it was really cool. I thought it was really sweet. Um, Ashley Johnson portraying. Uh, wait, we are getting into spoilers now, right, for the episode? Oh, yes. T- turn we? this off if you guys don't want to hear spoilers for episode nine. Spoilers for episode of The Last of Us. The last episode of The Last of Us. Uh, yeah, we got to see Ashley Johnson play Anna, who is, or Anna, depending on your accent, uh, who is Ellie's mom. And that was really sweet. Um, obviously, there's a lot of, um, you can look into that as, you know, Ellie passing on the role of Ellie. I thought that was very sweet. All the double meanings and whatnot. I thought that was very nice. Um, I liked I liked how they kind of hinted at Ellie's immunity. I think that's just enough for us to kind of get the gist and and um and put that to bed like because I, did, I didn't think they ever really needed to go into and explain that um so with the little tease that we got in this i thought that was uh more than enough to kind of put that okay kind of i can kind of see how this maybe one in a million situation might result in something like that um and i thought the payoff did not land as much as the game i'm curious to see if, how you guys feel with that but I don't know if it's the performance. I don't know if it's the sound mixing, but there's just I I went back and I and I rewatched the ending of the game. And I said I've said this throughout the throughout the show, like I when I'm watching the show, I'm not comparing it to the game. I'm just enjoying it as a show. But I do enjoy that I can go back and play the game. And there are certain scenes that I think the actors, uh, the original actors did better and perform better. I don't know if this is one of those situations or if like Christian, I like you're probably going to touch on if it's sound mixing or something like that. But yeah, the final payoff didn't hit as hard. I am very happy that they still kept it exactly as is because I think it's still a fantastic ending to a story that deals with the themes that the story does. So um, overall, a good episode of television, especially compared to, again, not comparing it to the game, comparing to television, very good episode of television, very good ending to the story. Um, I didn't think it, I don't know. I, maybe it's because the season, especially the last half of the season felt, a lot of people saying felt rushed. I certainly think it felt rushed um so i don't know if that's the reason or if it's like we said editing or stuff like that but i don't know how did you guys feel about the final sort of payoff christian i feel like you have yes i don't want, I don't, I don't want to go i have i have too okay. much to say is my thing um no l- let me go now okay. that way you can be the the sweet little like i'll be the hater buffer <laughs> I thought I thought episode nine was fine. Uh, to be honest, it, I'll, I'll expand just for a second. Is if it weren't for uh, the opening in in the sixties, I think it was the sixties or seventies. If it weren't for the Jakarta scene, if it weren't for the entirety of episode three, if it weren't for scenes like uh, Anna giving birth, I don't think this show would have been justified for me as a viewer. I think I think it would have been a, a severely inferior show. And for the most part, I think the Joel and Ellie stuff is mostly inferior i have to compare it to the game because that is the source material it's an adaptation so i have to i have to consider deliveries in the show versus deliveries um like that relationship uh versus like tv show game versus tv show and i think the answer for gauge is that it did not hit for me at all most of the moments honestly didn't at all hit for me uh it's actually the moments where they like they change some stuff subtly that that or like or even just different conversations that hit harder uh, because they had different stuff to work with. Whenever they were directly using lines from the game, it was for me like in every way not as good it, because of the weight of the I think of the direction and the writing, where it feels like just like it's like verbatim just saying the lines, but the deliveries were mostly almost kind of static or like very like one note. We're like, okay, we're going to play this scene angry, 
And I think what the what the game I think for me does in a lot of these cutscenes is it leaves a lot of room for nuance in the performances. You can feel the layers behind a lot of the deliveries. You can feel sadness whenever someone is mad, or the inverse. Where where the game I never it still felt like okay we're going to be angry in this scene and and it it felt like that for a lot of the the time for me personally. And then ultimately, when you get to that ending, and what Gage was saying about it not hitting, is that they're they're kind of saying like we've been through so much together, and you know we we've done all these things, and they have like there's been like a lot of great moments in the show, but to me it felt like the Spark Notes version of the game. What the gameplay allows us to do is build that relationship as we're playing. It's for me, it has nothing to do with shooting clickers or you know running away from uh, you know runners, hunters, whatever. It's the small conversations in between. The show has this. There's moments where like Ellie's learning how to shoot, right? In in one of the earlier episodes. And we have like a conversation where they're just being Joel and Ellie. And that's great. But it comes in a montage of things where it's like transitioning from one scene to the other. Um, and again, gameplay has that that we're allowed to exist in these characters and build relationships just by talking over several hours. Even with nine episodes, it still felt like we were barely scratching the surface of the relationship between Joel and Ellie that I, I think, for me, is why the ending felt flat, personally. And where's the guitar scene? Like, they hinted at the the guitar, like, Joel teaching her guitar, but, like, there's we don't have any of that emotional connection between the two of them. Because I think of what you're saying, we didn't get enough time of those little nuanced conversations that would, you know, get them to build their relationship to that point. Like, I, I think that's... That's been my complaint from the get-go is there hasn't been enough time between Ellie and Joel to build that relationship through the, the entire series um, compared to the games. And of course, we ha- we, we are going to compare to the games because we played it. I think if I went into the series completely blind, not knowing anything about this, I think I, I would think of it higher than I do playing the game. But unfortunately, mm. I can't just sure. separate that in my mind. Um but yeah, it, and like the other thing, Christian, uh, to kind of go back or piggyback on something you said, like the game's uh, pace and all of that may be different, but also like you as the player may make decisions that impacts how the story plays out as well. The the scene that I'm going to say is the the fu- pretty much one of the final scenes when Joel breaks in to save Ellie, you break down that door and Joel yells at the the doctor and immediately shoots that doctor in the head as soon as he grabs the scalpel, which I think is very fascinating because in that moment, I'm like, holy fuck, Joel just fucking no holds barred just shot that doctor in the face. Whereas when I played the game, I was very hesitant to do that. I took several moments. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and took several moments. I was like, man, I don't know if I want to do this. And then shot him, which felt feels like a very different tone, which obviously changes some some things. Uh, but yeah, very fascinating. But agreed completely with what you said about um, the the new stuff in the in the series. I really liked that. And Marlene and uh, Ellie's mom, their relationship, I very much enjoyed that, and kind of wish we got more of that as well. Um, which I think w- would have helped, you know, having more episodes to kind of see more of that stuff play out. Um, but yeah, and I think that actually is a nice piece that we were missing from the game story. So it was cool to see that um, mm. context added there as well. Damn, bro, that, bro? That, that, that earlier scene where with, with, uh, with Ashley and Marlene, I'm, I'm banking on the, 
the actress's name. So I'll just say, I guess Anna and and Marlene, where she had to beg Marlene to 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 kill her. I was like, damn, Ashley is going off here. This really good performance. I, I thought that that whole scene was uh, really well done as well. Dude, she uh, was so good, so good, man, incredible. But yeah, I, I agree with pretty much everything that you guys are saying with the the ending not hitting well. I feel like the music did a lot of heavy lifting for me with those those scenes, especially because it was straight from the game, especially for the giraffe scene using that score oh yeah for that for that particular one was like oh this is the exact song i'm glad they kept that in there but yeah the draft scene did not hit the same way it did in the game it it and i think it is because of the time we spend with this characters feels like it's less time even though this is technically nine hours i don't know how long it takes to and well we we spent an entire episode with bill and frank and we spent an entire with uh riley and ellie so it is less it is less time for sure um but yeah, I, I, I like when they diverge from the source material and add stuff to the story. Uh, definitely is for the best. And when they're reading the lines word for word, there's a few exceptions where I think it is better, like uh, with David and Ellie when Ellie was captured and she did for the sure. finger line. I thought that was really, really good. I think Bella did a, an amazing job in that episode in particular. Um, but yeah, most of the times when they're doing the exact same line, it's like, or they say it a little bit differently. I was like, just say the line. And, and if they don't say the line, it's, and if they do say the line, rather, it's like, so close, so close. Right. But the scene with Tommy and Joel in the, in the, when they're talking in the town, it's like, that's not in the game at all. But I, I love that addition. I thought that was a great uh, addition to Joel's character to see how he's been reacting to Sarah's death all these years later. Right. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of scenes like that where it's like, I'm glad they added this. They, this wasn't in the game, but I'm glad they, they have it here. Um, and the the confession to Ellie with how he almost took his life, I thought that was beautiful. Mm. Like, Ellie's like, time heals all wounds. And uh, Joel was like, it wasn't time. That didn't, like, that got me. Yeah. That got me really good more than the the ending did. Like, I'm glad they had these these things sprinkled throughout, even though the the straight from the game adaptation stuff didn't always, didn't always hit. But I thought, Ellie's or uh, Bella's performance at the end, like where she's her eyes are like shifting, and then she looks up and it's like I thought that was really like well done for the most part. That's so funny you bring up that line. It wasn't time that did it because I liked everything except for that line. Really? Yeah. Whenever, yeah, whenever things are a bit too on the nose for me, especially considering like the climax of this relationship is when he saves her. Like that is like the ultimate like show of that. Like yes, he cares for her in the same way he cared for his own daughter. Having him say this line before that, it's like, okay, well, I mean, we know he cares, right? right? But like, having that be the first time he explicitly shows it, I think for me was more powerful in the game than to just like, just say it like offhandedly right. in and, this and conversation. At the end, they didn't, they did the, the change, the, the the discussion between him and Ellie as well. And he didn't like do the little subtle touch of his watch like he did in the game. So I, I agree, like they're mm. a little bit more heavy handed with, uh, with the, uh, I care about you, Ellie sort of thing. But it's still, it's still work for me. It's very... I don't know. It's sure. easy. For me. I'm a little bit more easy in that right. in that category, but yeah, I definitely see what you're saying. It's 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 similar to the first episode, something that Christian and I brought up with the flashback, right? It's almost like when you have, I guess, I guess by the time by the time you hit episode nine, it doesn't matter matter whether or not you're a film person, you know who's behind the camera because you can see the quality. But say for episode one, it's mm. like the reason why that flashback bugged me and and. I'm guessing why it bugged Christian is that when you have so many talented people behind the camera, you, ex you don't expect that. And that's, I don't know if that's kind of the same thing you're talking about with that line at the very end where 
that's how I felt where it's like, oh, you didn't like him calling her baby girl at the last episode. That was us seeing that he now cares for her. You know what I mean? Like that was mm -hmm. all that we needed. So when he actually says that line out loud, similar to the flashback of the, sh the soldier aiming the gun at Ellen and it flashes back to, to Joel and Sarah, I was like, that's kind of lazy. Like we under, we understand what's happening in the character's head. You don't have to show us. So I, I, I agree with Christian where I kind of felt that way with that. Um, I also feel like that is just, it's almost a symptom of, uh, I think the lack of screen time for Joel and Ellie. It's not, mm. it's not necessarily that there wasn't enough episodes, although I do agree, especially towards the last half. I think, um, you could argue that the, the story arc in episode six or episode eight probably could have used another episode. So either them going to the university and them having their falling out and then recuperating. Cause that was another thing that caught me off. I don't think I was on the podcast that, that episode, but like there are certain things that felt really rushed and they all revolve around Joel and Ellie. So uh, in the game, you know, Ellie finds out that Joel's trying to pawn her off on Tommy. So she takes off, they have to go rescue her. They have to fight. It makes him realize how much how dangerous it is. There's a, there's external factors, and then he decides, you know what? I'm gonna see this through. In the show, it's very much uh, you guys have a quick argument, and then Joel decides 30 minutes later. Actually, you know what? Never mind. It's fine. So there are certain things like that that happen, and I feel like all that affects the payoff. And actually, I want to say, like, I, I wasn't as hot on it as everyone else was at the beginning. And obviously, I didn't this I didn't know this, but now I kind of like it even less. Everybody loves that scientist bit at the very beginning. But it kind of takes away from the from the payoff of the ending of the episode because that scientist has a line that says there's no vaccines, there's no cure. So what I've seen in the discourse over the show is that it's a completely different discourse. And it seems like it's died down almost already because people are going, well, look at the first episode. He said that there's no cure. So obviously Joel made the right decision. And I'm like, man, that inclusion of that scene kind of just takes that whole moral sort of ambiguity and interesting conversation to have around the last episode and kind of mutes it a little bit, I feel like, because then it's people already had this idea in their head from the first episode. Oh, well, the Fireflies wouldn't have been able to do it, so Joel was in the right. And it's like, that's not what you're supposed to think. You're supposed to wonder about this and like, okay, Joel took away the possibility of. So mm. that's something as well that I feel like didn't hit quite as hard in the last episode because of choices they made. Like, I love Jakarta stuff. I loved Bill and Frank's changes. Um, you, but there are certain things that I think, and if I'm being completely honest, this is crazy. I know you guys are not going to like this. Oh, no. Well, <laughs> I don't think episode... On. Sorry, go ahead. The easiest answer to say as well was the 60s. It's, you know, 40 years later, they, they've... My, scientific advancement. That's, that's the easiest comeback. Scientific advancement in the 2000s is, is better than the 60s. They are probably... Sure better capable of making a vaccine at that point in 2003 but i, I is even that though there's still no cure is that they're trying to say because i think in, i think i think in real life you can't like fungies don't have a, like that's the whole thing right? yeah is that, yeah exactly yeah there are no, there is no vaccine for fungal infections that's so then even so then that would counter that counter argument immediately because in real life now yeah. in 2023 there aren't so then but again if, if people are arguing this it's like you're missing the moral question that the game is asking for sure Sorry, and you, I, were, and so I, you were you were leading up to something that you you wanted to say yeah I, i'm gonna i'm gonna take i'm gonna take uh i'm gonna i'm gonna take a turn being a hater boy here Ooh. i don't think episode seven should have been in there it was a beautiful episode i absolutely love storm reed but yeah, for, left, behind, left behind but left behind but for mm -hmm. when you think of the original game 
I heard this on a podcast I listened to about these two, uh, a show writer and an actor. They do a podcast together. I absolutely love it. Very, very, very good stuff that they talk about. And they were talking about the show. And they were mentioning that like um, one of the people in the podcast has played the game. One of the people hasn't. And he was the guy that had played it said that um, while he loved this episode, it feels like they put it in there because we all expect it. But when you think about the original package, the original story of The Last of Us, Left Behind was not in it. So it almost pacing. It almost yes, exactly. It changes things, and like like you said, in an episode in a season that already feels rushed. For me, somebody who loves the game, I love seeing that in live action. But for somebody who is experiencing The Last of Us as I would have at that moment, that absolutely does change the pacing of the of the story, and it does kind of well. That's now a whole hour we spent with Ellie in the past that we didn't get bonding with Joel and Ellie. I feel like a lot of these things, while they don't seem like big decisions on their own kind of add up to this payoff that we all kind of are on the same page where we're like, it was good, but it didn't hit like the game. Right. Mm. And see, I think that ex- please don't chastise me for this. I feel <laughs> it coming. I feel the exact same way about episode three. That episode was phenomenal. I love Whack. that. Well, no, no, this one I can't stand. No, 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 no. Hear me it's out. the same argument. Hear me right? out. It's the same no. argument because that, that story doesn't really add that much to Joel and Ellie's travel. You know, Ellie doesn't even meet Bill in this version of The Last of Us, unlike the game. So, like, I don't feel like it really added to the overall story. And I absolutely love that episode. I think it was you great. The truck, but they could have gotten the truck you're, any other way. I, yeah. I think you're, you're right. right. No, 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 no. You're thinking this. in terms of explicit narratives. You were not thinking thematically. On the thematic level, it does everything to support the final thesis of the game, which is care in the world of Apocalypse. It is entirely in line with The Last of Us. Fair, but, but I don't think... it's, at the sub, it's at the expense of Joel and Ellie's relationship, which also yeah. is showing the same which thing. Which goes back to what we're saying, that w- this show needed more episodes. I completely agree. I think, yeah. completely I agree. Well, Christian, do you know why I agree with Dan? And I, I did bring this up uh, when we did our recap of episode three. I said that I've heard from people that have no experience with the game that don't know Bill and Frank like we do, that this, what was this oh, episode, sure. what was this for, they right? They called it filler. They called it filler. Now, I agree. It's a beautiful epi- episode of television. It is masterfully made, edited, shot, all that stuff. It's Actors did a great job. But because this, the story of The Last of Us is about The Last of Us, yes. It is about human connection. But I feel like the show did a better point of making – or sorry, the game made a better point of making mm. that, whereas the show – like. I'm seeing a lot of, like, again, not online, not terminally online, but from people in my circle that are watching this, the coworkers and all that stuff that have no experience with the game, the the reaction to the show has been a bit more lukewarm than what people online are sort of telling about. And I think it's because of things like look, what Dan's saying. is like, yeah, I mean, we know that this fits the theme of the story, but I don't think the show did as good of a job as the game did to sort of really make it feel like this is a this is a story just about these two characters because we didn't spend as much time with them, right? Like in The Last of Us, you spend 15 hours with Joel and Ellie. There's no two ways about it. Now, mm. again, lots of that, a lot of that is gameplay. You have to cut that down. But even when you remove the gameplay and the combat, because this is a television show and it jumps around to different points of view, not even the flashback episodes, the, the time spent with Kathleen, the time spent with uh, 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 Tommy and, and um, uh, Sam and, and, and Henry... Like, you just lose you lose time spent with your characters. You lose time that you're able to connect and sort of empathize and understand them. So when they make these crazy decisions, 
it's harder to sort of get into their headspace, I think, at least, in terms of the show. The game didn't have that same problem. So things like Bill and Frank and, and Left Behind DLC earned, felt more earned in the game. Yeah, I think we just oh, oh. needed more episodes. Yes, I don't think removing those episodes would have solved anything, and just adding more would have probably for sure. Solved I, more. Yeah. Exactly to what Rose saying. If the Frank and Bill episode played out the exact same way, except only Frank died, and then they came by, got the stuff from Bill, and maybe Bill checked out right after they left, totally different story. Because at least the characters are explicitly, and like like you said, Kristen, I know that you know not everything has to be explicit, but. I feel like that would have solved a lot of the issues, at least for that one episode. Maybe people still would have complained about episode seven, but I don't know. I'm I'm not with you. I, I would have to disagree, but I'll just I'll cap it there. No, that's fair. Instead, that's, instead, I think, instead, I think we all agree uh, though that it did need more episodes. Like that, if there were more, it should episodes, have had the standard ten. It's very strange that it well, didn't. I think I think one got yeah. lost in the editing editing process. I think that's the the well, rumor. Wasn't the first budget. episodes. Wasn't the first episode originally supposed to be two episodes, and they put it together for some reason? It didn't yes. About that. Uh, there was reshoots, and there was... Again, that wouldn't have solved anything. It would just right. made it no. longer. But, right. Mm. Yeah. Apparently, yeah, the, um, the first episode would have covered what episode one and two cover. Or no, sorry. The first episode would have been episode one and two, and then what we know as two would have been three. Allegedly. Is how mm. it works before. But... So, yeah. All this mm. to say... I'm not as high as everyone on the on this show. I thought it was fine. You know, if I had to give it a rating, at at best I could give it like an eight out of ten, whatever that means. You know, like it, I think right. it's a great show. I think it's fantastic for people who have not played the game to be able to to engage in this in this story because I think it's a story worth telling. But for me, I, I just like Joel and Ellie. When I think of them, like there will still always be game Joel and Ellie, and that's Absolutely. no knock against Pedro and and Bella because I thought they were gr great actors. I just think that the show didn't have enough to work with them to deliver something that I thought was like really resonant in my opinion. So much so that like when I like saw like uh, announcements for like season two and, and multiple seasons and stuff, it's like this is being turned into content. Like we're we're getting too much like we're getting too much uh, like setup for season two in a story that I really liked. That like again when we didn't know there was going to be a part two at the time, Neil didn't even know this it was very much like a standalone story. And again, that, that just like the contentification of it was like a little bit, again, gave me the ick. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to watch season two anymore, to be honest. I probably will just to be part of the conversation. But yeah, it's it's not an exciting thing for me to for this, the, this to be turned into something like that. I don't know. I don't know if I'm making sense. Yeah, I, I feel like I, I would push back on that. I would I would say that while there's hints to things that you're talking about, I I. I if the show got canceled, I, I'd say they did a pretty good job at leaving it where it is. Because a lot of those mm. references that you caught, that they absolutely are preparing it's for the I know. future. It's You're only right. because you know, though, right? Like, that's the thing. Like, it's, they're not really saying, like, oh, David didn't sit down and be like, I bet you'll be real trouble in the future, young lady. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, it wasn't that on the nose. Also, shout out, because I wasn't here for well, this last week's episode as well, or episode eight. Shout out to the actor that played David. He fucking killed it. Like, I was creepy and it's disturbing good. and i feel like subconsciously it's easy to not praise people that do that but like that's really hard to make to, to be unsettling i like, guess not easy so the guy that played david was awesome i, I troy troy was great in that episode too troy was fantastic yeah. yeah but but here's the thing like that's that's only a stigma with video game actors because like 
we all know that they actually acted on The Last of Us, so I wasn't true. I didn't I didn't think that that Troy and and uh, Ashley Gosh. were gonna have issues in this because I'm like, oh, they're already a good acting good actors because that yeah. is actual acting. So yeah, I've seen a lot of people say, oh yeah, that's the voice of Troy. He actually did a really. It's like, well, what do you mean actually? Like it's just he's just <laughs> yeah. doing what he did before, just not yeah. in this leotard this time. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I will say I thought the uh, my final little piece on the on the final episode series as a whole. I will say I agree with you. Eight point five is pretty much where I'm sitting. Some episodes, like I think episode five was probably a nine point five for me. Like I thought that was a fantastic episode. Same with episode three. Um, series as a whole, I'm sitting around the same, I think 8.5 is fair, but I will say, um, there are some things in the show that I think they did better than the game. And I thought I felt the weight of Joel's rampage in the show a lot. Again, bringing it back to the importance of sound mixing and editing and all that stuff. I thought the rampage scene was pretty good. It hit, like, it wasn't glorifying at all. It was, this was a man going on a rampage. Like, I think the show kind of did that really well. And that's kind of like a hot that's not an easy scene to shoot nowadays, especially in the States. You know what I mean? Like, I think they handled that mm. pretty well. Um, and they didn't alter it. They didn't tone it down, which is important because it, for the future seasons, right? This, this needs to be a brutal act of violence. And I think it was. So I, I appreciated that. I thought the hospital scene was really, really well shot. No, I needed to go harder. I needed more violence. I'm sorry. Really? Yeah. Like a more body count or more visceral? I needed it to not be a montage. Of him just shooting people, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's Interesting. fair. That, that is fair criticism because you do in the game sometimes get up and close and personal to people and f- shiv people, you know? So you don't really right. see that. Yeah. Or if they're going to do sound mixing, I, I wanted it like, because the sound was great during that scene, that montage scene. Like it, it was like beautifully shot. I'll say that much. If they were going to do that, I, I also would have liked the the inverse of that which is in the game is like that sound mixing doesn't come in until after the fact like when everything the noise of the guns and the chasing is drowned out and it's only the breathing of joel and him talking to ellie as they're trying to escape the hospital would have liked that in in, in the show after the fact as well i don't know yeah also more infected please because like i feel like this is the a show that is about human interaction but also like infected should be in the show too which i feel like we only got a handful of and there was criticism of that that um craig mazin i believe addressed uh yeah craig mazin addressed and said future seasons will be swarming with more infected monsters of course there's more iterations of them um in the last of us part two as well so uh yeah i think i think there was definitely a lack of infected i feel like um i don't know yeah i looking back at it i can see that i i I didn't it didn't bother me as i was watching it i didn't feel in the moment that it was lacking i thought that it when the infected were there it felt like they should be there and when they weren't there there was something else going on but i could i guess i could see that argument um but he's already said that He's already said that there will be more infected, so that, yes. that is a plus side, right? So, obviously, whether or not you agree with it, there will be more infected in, in the next season, which is something to look forward to. I mean, episode two was fantastic. That museum scene was awesome, yes. right? Like that that's, was, that's what I wanted more of. I wanted more lead-ups where it's just like, yeah. honestly, it's kind of weird. Scavenging, they did it twice. I thought was great. Like, the gas station moment was great because they have opportunities to converse with each other and show who they are independent, but also together. Yeah. And the, the joke book comes out. Like, more stuff like that, I think, would have gone a long way. The yeah. Ellie 
Ellie and David scene is the one that I felt most lacking because that moment in the game is so freaking tense when you're fighting with David and endless mm. amounts of infected are coming in at you. We didn't get that scene. Like that yeah. was a big scene that was My, I was missing. If we could pers if I could personally pick where we added another episode, I would have added to the David storyline because that's the one thing you get in the game that you don't get in the show, which is the false sense of security. Right, even though in the game it's it, it is like you see this David guy, you're like mm, this guy's pretty creepy. I did think it was really, especially for the time, really excellent writing to have that sort of, uh, have that set piece where you're there with David, the infected come, and then he turns out he's got a gun, and Ellie even says like, "You have a gun?" And he's like, "That like that is a very interesting 3D character choice to have this guy." seemingly have ellie's best interest in mind defend it and then it leads to that payoff of everything happens for a reason um mm, i don't right. know if, if if that if if episode eight had ended with you know ellie getting shot off the horse right and then everything that we see after that is the next episode i felt like personally that's where i would fit that extra episode because i agree with you dan something was lost just because of how little we got to see with david and and ellie and i yep sorry I have a very weird small moment with that David and Ellie conversation, like one of the the, the first contact uh, conversation. Where it's just a matter of preference. I think the game was stronger in that sense because we don't know the fate of Joel at that, at, in the game. It's like we we are, we're like hunting this deer on our own as Ellie, and like we don't know what happened to Joel. It's yes. been months. It's been yes. months in game time, and then she says medicine, and that's when it clicks. Like, oh, Joel is alive. But that in the game, good. we know he's like still, yeah, he's still yeah. alive. And yeah, yeah, I, I, what you're saying, uh, Gage, I, I, I think it's true where we, we lose something when we don't get that, uh, that, uh, God, what little twist, I guess you can yeah, call it. We, the, the amount of time with, with David, with the right. fighting, with the infected. And again, in the same breath, you do get something gained though with like his backstory and, Yes. being a little bit more involved in his town and you get to learn more about the people that he's quote unquote protecting. So they dive more into David as a character, but at the same time, we don't get that, that, um, that, that payoff, I think you said with the, the initial interaction and it does feel less than when compared to the game. But at the same time, you're like getting all this really cool backstory to this creepy yeah. character that we didn't get in the game. Mm. Uh, which that is I thought exactly, was really cool. Yeah. Which is exactly the type of expansion that I want. I loved mm. showing his, community and how dire things were because like it's easy to just be like oh these are the bad guys they're cannibals and the game the game does that because you play as Joel and you end up massacring the entire village so the game wants to give you a reason so that you obviously don't feel bad about it right so it's like oh they're all cannibals fuck them That's but in the show it's like yeah you very well you very well get to see that it seems like where the game doesn't really talk about it at all the show makes it very clear that it's like David and a couple of guys are the only ones that know what, what's really mm -hmm. going on right and they're you see like the dilapidated sort of like state of things in this town. And like, even Troy, like, like we were all saying, Troy did an excellent job. Even this guy who is his right hand man, you can tell he's kind of like, fuck, we really shouldn't be doing that. You know what I mean? Like you can, that David calls him out. He's like, I sense doubt in the, or whatever, whatever stupid ye old yeah, English he dude. says. Right. It's like, and Joel, when he hesitates to take a bite of the food, when they're sitting at dinner, like, yeah. oh, small things like that. Right. And then, great character moment fucking david's got the biggest plate and he's just fucking mowing down you know what i mean like these are excellent mm -hmm. like i agree with you bro these are exactly the types of things that i wanted to see where it's like again not necessarily a change per se but just fleshing out and giving you more reason to like understand the world i thought that was great mm -hmm. 
my my when I was playing or I was when we were when I was watching this with my mom, um, I I would sometimes like show her the cutscene uh, version from the game and stuff like that. Right. And there would nice. be times where there's like, and then she's like, she asked me like, so what parts do you play? And it's like, <laughs> you know, the hospital scene that we just like that you just so you're just shooting people it's like yeah that's like that sounds fucking awful like why why would you play that part it's like yeah you don't the, get it the, mom you don't get it mom it's for love it's for, exactly she was just like <laughs> so like shocked that like oh you play the shooting parts <laughs> where right. you're massacring all these people right but yeah i thought that was funny i close my eye my eyes mom when i shoot them yeah i don't yeah. i don't like it i have to do it i i cried the whole time mom i was i did <laughs> what the, yeah yeah <laughs> God, that get wow. to love. I was about to get on a tangent. No, uh, oh, no. I'll end on this comment, guys. What yeah. do we have to look forward to? Neil Druckmann, do you have any negative criticism out there, guys? Neil doesn't care. He doesn't boy. care. How they react is how they react. That is completely outside of our control. How do we make the best TV show version of our story? That's the problem we wrestle with every day. Straight from the horse's mouth. Right there. You'll I drop. mean, that's that's the correct answer, right? And if you're an artist, you yeah. make art. Yeah. And uh, that's fair. Yeah, that's it. I was one of the people that hated The Last of Us Part Two story, but I completely respect Too his bad. ability. All right. Well, any other comments around The Last of Us HBO? I am rooting for the success of The Last of Us because there are lots of untapped potential in the video game uh, space for great stories to be adapted to television. So that my familia can experience these stories that, uh, like Ro was saying, people that normally don't play video games get to, get to experience them. So I'm rooting for the success of HBO. Obviously, it's been very successful. I'm excited for season two. Um, uh, I I hope they only do the games and do not do any side projects because they see that this is a a well to tap into and start making spinoffs like they're doing with Creed. We don't need this. I got bad news for you, Christian. It's coming. Oh, no. It's coming. They confirmed that? No. Uh, no not yet, but oh. like, but you, but like also kind of. It's bound to happen, man. It's bound to happen. Yeah. Fedra, I won't school. Watch. Fedra School premiering 2025. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know how I feel about that either. But I, I, but at this, in the same breath, like I'm the guy who was, give me an ish side, side, side game. Like I would like that or right. like a prequel game where it features Anna or something like that. But I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about that now. You no, know? I, I know that look, Christian. Yeah. No more prequels. No more prequels. No more prequels. No more prequels. That's enough. Leave that to the Uncharted's. Game more Uncharted games like that. Last of Us. <laughs> stay, 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 stay pure. You know what? Real quick, Ro, since the guys gave their scores, what would you score it? I would give it I give it a 9 out of 10. If I had to compare it to this <laughs> group, I think I'm a little bit higher on than Christian and Gage are. But uh I'm a hater. I think I think, I think 8 is a is a fair score though. I think that's yeah. Honestly, I think that's I, where I'd be if 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 they didn't give it an 8, I mean. <laughs> I think I have two different scores. If I if I hadn't seen or if I hadn't played the games before, I would probably say this shows like a nine or nine point five. But right. having played the games, I think mm. it's probably about an eight for me in terms mm. of how it did everything. So yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. There, there, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, there's there's a lot of changes that I didn't like, but it almost never like ruined my enjoyment. Like, oh, they shouldn't have done that. And then I got past it really quickly. But there's still problems, like everybody is saying. We talked about it for like 30 minutes, but I just had such a good time watching watching it that it didn't really bother me at the end of the day. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is that it's not better or worse. It's just different. Because like, yeah. it comes back to the first thing that Christian said. They made some character changes. Joel, like I, I, what you said, the first episode we ever talked about this, the difference between grief and trauma was spot on. That was spot on. And uh, <laughs> I feel like, yeah, we just, got, we just got a different Joel because of it. So just different. You always have the game to go back to. And I will. <laughs> We're just... Give me part two remake. Oh, yes <laughs> no no please no. or 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 next gen patch i'll take i'll take one or the other i think the next gen patch happened right that was like you know what i mean kind of like it got a 60 that's what i, that's what I want yeah. i want like a version of that on ps5 not like upscaled or whatever i want the director's cut whatever right yeah yeah because all i did was give it a 60 fps patch but they didn't change anything yeah. about it yeah no i'm with you i want that i want that beefed up version I want so, so not remake sorry yeah i want the yeah exactly the beefed yeah. up version okay thank yes. you yeah, remake Uncharted two, or one. I, I, no. I didn't mean to say no. two. Uncharted no, no, only re only remake Uncharted two. Remake Uncharted one. Uh, thank you again to everyone joining us live on YouTube and Twitch, as well as podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else you get your podcast. Thank you, Ro. Thank you, Christian. Thank you, Gage. I am Daniel, and this has been Podcast PXN, and we are out. Much love and keep on gaming. See ya. Bye-bye. Adios. <laughs>